to head on goal, and Jordan Morris has done it. Appealing in vain for offside, the Chicago Fire defenders. Jordan Morris from the doorstep saves the day for the Sounders. the other way. Look who's running hard after defensively. Wayne Rooney, the net is empty. Big collision by the captain. That is unbelievable effort. Rooney putting one up. Bacosta. Hello and welcome to the Stateside Soccer Show. My name is Jordan. With me, uh, sometimes, is Logan. <laughs> oh, today, Logan. I'm back, baby. I'm back. Uh, I'm, I don't know what, who comes back. I don't know who comes back. Uh, Michael Jordan, he came back. <laughs> That's wrong somehow, story. Logan has returned. Um, <laughs> back from the brink of extinction. But... Uh, yeah, because Logan missed last week. He was he was busy traveling or getting started with his new job and stuff. So I didn't want to bother him. Um, oh, I mean, this is bothering me, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. So you know, we are uh, <laughs> we are back and uh, we are kicking it off here. This is our episode where we'll be talking all about the. League's Cup final, the third place match, and you know the season is restarted already on Sunday. Uh, so pretty interesting, but yeah, Miami has lifted their first ever trophy. Nashville played a hell of a match. Logan, I asked this to people last week, and I put it on the poll too, but uh, on Twitter, have those two clubs surpassed the Philadelphia Union at this time? Um, I mean, I would say momentum-wise, yes. But, uh, I mean, it, it's it's tough because it's like, you know, how deep Miami is into the standings. Um, I, I think it's – like we talked about. We talked about this last time I was on um, where it was going to be difficult for Miami to make a run into the playoffs. However, that being said – I think if Miami runs into the playoffs, this isn't a team that anybody wants to face now. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think if they continue this, they'll, they'll be pretty much unstoppable, um, which is a kind of kind of a scary thought, right? Is uh, he's he's still learning the league, and it seems like he's figured it out. He being Lionel Messi, um, I don't know if I've ever seen anything quite like this, like as far as adaptation to a different league. Um, but leave it to the GOAT and leave it to somebody that I think is going to be probably the top player in this league for a very long time. I think it's interesting, like you said, that you've never seen it like this. And it's it's like, um, I'm, I feel like the pressure is more on him, even though it isn't. Um, because in the sense of, they built around him, right? So the pressure yeah. is for him having to score or, you know, uh, and he is you know, scored right. 10 goals in seven games. Jose yeah. put a comment here. The union beat the union. Jim Curtin did some serious mental gymnastics and really messed up that lineup. That's exactly, exactly what my thoughts were. Um, I talked about it last week. You know, they were uh, playing a formation that didn't make a lot of sense for that. I kind of understand what he was trying to do, but also it's like, you know, he gave Chris Donovan the start, I guess, cause he scored late in the other game, but uh, I don't know there. And Ura wasn't great in that game. So I understand what they were trying to do, but once they went back to their usual formation <laughs> in the second half, they looked a lot better. And uh, I mean, part of that could be that they were already two nil down or what was a three nil down at halftime. But yeah, it's hard. It's hard to you know once you go down three, three goals, uh, or three minutes in, 
the one goal that Joseph scored, it's hard to kind of come back from that. Uh, you know, when you're shocked um, like that. But uh, on the end of Messi and Inner Miami and stuff, uh, this let's talk about the the final. I guess uh, I thought this was this was a thrilling game. This was everything I wanted it to be. Um, I was very happy that this was not what we got. Uh, <laughs> that this is not what we got when we sat down for Philly and. Uh, uh, Miami. What I mean, well, it wasn't a repeat of that. Where like Nat, where Nashville's like three 0 down at halftime. That would have sucked. But the fact that it was one one and a close game, and they kept end to end action for stuff at times. It was like this is what was this is what I wanted, right? Like a really good match is all I really wanted. Yeah, I think we got. I mean, obviously, anytime you go to penalty shootout and the goalkeepers are taking penalties like that, that that's a lot of fun in and of itself um even uh when goalkeepers take penalties and they step up into the lineup and uh maybe at the third or fourth that's always fun too but yeah i, I thought it was and again it, going into nashville going into hostile territory like that that's not easy to do and like this miami team has been really bad all season um so the fact that it's turned so quickly on its head and the three that come over are so polarizing for this team, it's it's wild to watch. Like, it, I, I don't think, you know, and, and people are going to say, well, yeah, the talent level is not there. But, I mean, you're talking about, especially two of these, where I, I think, you know, Busquets and Messi, like, those names were really well known. Um, Jordi Alba, I think, uh, you know, he, he comes along and in because of where he plays and position wise, he's not talked about a ton, but again, I think it's, it's pretty interesting. Um, and the fact that they, they literally throw Messi out there, Jordan in this tournament, that's a bonkers tournament anyway, to play against Mexican teams and to run the, the gamut of games and yeah, maybe some miracles here and there, but like, like the Messi miracle in Miami, like the, the first free kick, that's, a, that's, like it's it's like the stories and the gods were all aligned, um, and now we see why he is the best player to ever do it. Jose, uh, where uh, or Jose, sorry, uh, where were um, where are you credentialed? Like, where do you write for, or, or are you podcast? Because I I know some people that are members of the union uh, press. You know, uh, I've also been credentialed for a union game before the first game of the season, so. Uh, it'd be great to know where we can maybe follow some of your stuff if you want to put that. Um, but uh, yeah, so yeah, Miami, it, it was a miracle that Miami got past Dallas. I think that was an exciting game too, though. But uh, I think each one of those teams kind of has those moments when you win a trophy. Like if Nashville had won, if we f- spin it that way, if Nashville had won, their their special moment was that... Uh, the fact that VAR overrode that that penalty save because of uh, the goalkeeper being off the line, um, where they were really kind of uh, you know dead to rights there. I mean, they, they tweeted out uh, like a score, or at least like the, I got a notification of the score being you know the game was over and all that kind of stuff, and then they reverse all that. So I think each team kind of has those moments. Like if the Union had won. I would have been like, man, they barely passed DC. They barely passed Corretoro. They, you know, like they had some full transparency for me too. I'm a union fan. So, uh, you know, I'll just say that, but um, I didn't think they looked their, their best this tournament, but I think Miami was the best team in, in the tournament. Now in the final, I still think Nashville played, played the best. Nashville played very, very well in that whole final. And I was very, uh, I look, I have a, I am a very, I, I don't know what to say. Like, I, I don't wear my heart on my sleeve, right? A lot of the times, so, like on this show, I try to be very, uh, what is it? Not like transparent that I'm a union fan, but also like, I, I try not to let that judge. Yeah. Neutral. Yeah. I try to bring neutrality to my points here. Um, I did not have a horse in this race at all. I was really watching this game and I was going back and forth. I was like, the Nashville story is great. They've been really good. 
I would love to see them win because they were playing very well. And then the other side of it was like the story wise of Miami winning it all would be great. <laughs> you know, like in my head, I'm like, uh, which one, um, you know, uh, which one would I, uh, you know, pick to win this game. And I really didn't know as even as it went to penalties, I was kind of very torn of like, Oh, who am I rooting for? And ultimately I think the team of the tournament won, but I think the team of the match, uh, lost, uh, Jose said, uh, great point on the VAR call. I went to the post-match pre- press conference with Nashville losing, came out to the opposite. It was wild. That was crazy. Yeah, I, I, I told the story the other week, but I was literally, I, I watched it, closed it out as soon as it happened and tried to jump to the Minnesota game. And then that was already done. And I was like, oh, I'll go walk the dog. And I would go out, walk the dog. And there's a tweet notification I get from MLS that says, Nashville, I mean, Nashville won. And I was like, no, I definitely saw them lose. <laughs> and then I'm like, that's a weird tweet error. And <laughs> come back in and had to rewind and watch what happened. But uh, I mean, this game had it all, man. We had goalies take penalties. And Logan, I'll tell you, I laughed this childlike giddy laugh when Drake calendar converts his penalty and it goes into the roof of the net. And it was just this really great struck penalty. I, I laughed like this high pitched giddy laugh. I was like loving it, loving seeing goalkeepers take step up and take those penalties. Like rifle. Um, it is fun. like, I, I, where was this? Was it, it was the U S women's national team recently that I'd seen a goalkeeper take the penalty and same kind of thing, like a, just a straight up rifle into the back of the net. Um, but uh, again, I think it <laughs> goalkeeper. I do too. I, I laugh when that happens. I still laugh when position players pitch in baseball. Like there's just really weird things to see in sports, like goalkeepers kicking penalties and having to be athletic enough to 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 score goals like that. Like obviously they're athletic, but you know they're they're diving all over the place. Um, but a lot of theirs just tactical with their hands. They're not usually tactically gifted with their feet per se um i mean some of them can punt it a mile long but um, well i think that's interesting i would love to see if there's a way to get data on this logan that playing out the back has helped them take penalties like are they better with their feet because they have to play out the back or yeah because i mean drake calendar played it pretty well while uh you know uh the nashville goalkeeper who's not their starter typically uh i'm blanking on his name right now stepped up and and had to talk to himself and wasn't really getting um you know wasn't very comfortable stepping up to it and he's more of like i would say your traditional uh goalkeeper and that was uh panico thank you i totally blanked on that yeah and i mean i i've watched city um and Ederson's always said that he would like to take penalties. And he's one that I think could. I think he's gifted enough to where he could. But I believe he'd be just one that would just get up there and blast it. Um, I think that's the other fun thing about goalkeepers. I think that's their go-to. It's just to, to blast the thing into the back of the net as hard as they can. Yeah, yeah um, just put power into it, right? Yeah. It makes it hard to save. They should know what's right. hard to save because they, yeah. they save these. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will say I thought Miami was going to lose this I, when they stepped up Victor Ayola, you know, to step up and take his penalty as the fifth. And he's not somebody that usually takes penalties. I was like, he didn't look comfortable doing it. I probably would have went Alba. And then I learned out Jordy Alba had never taken a professional penalty until he stepped up. But of course he's raised in soccer culture and he buried it, uh, you know, <laughs> former Barcelona player. He steps up there, probably took those in training all the time. Uh, Jose said he got to speak with Drake after the union match for about five minutes and unreal how nice that guy is. That's good to hear. I think, uh, I think Drake calendar is a really oh, I thought cool he guy. Meant, uh, the rat. No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when I first saw that, Drake I was like, is down I was there. Like, oh, Drake calendar. Yeah. If he was Drake. wearing a union Jersey, then we know why they lost. Right. Well, there you go bad curse um but yeah yeah no i thought that was uh really 
really just a fun match. I mean, we even had a moment near the end where Miami could have won it um, with Campania getting a one-on-one. It was a little tougher than that. But I, really, when I look back at it, Logan, I kept seeing tons of chances for Nashville. And I tweeted this out on our account, too. I said, if Nashville loses this, this game, they'll have tons of moments to look back on while Miami will really only have that Campania miss because really they didn't have that many chances that were clear cut chances for Miami. Some of them that they did have clear cut ended up being offside or, you know, whatever, but it was Messi's goal that came out of nowhere. And really like by the 60th minute, I felt like it was all Nashville and, uh, yeah, it was it was just absolutely insane game. This is like a legendary League's Cup match for me. It was fun. There was tons of great moments in it. The penalty shootout was great. Uh, we had Messi giving the armband to Yedlin since he was the captain before Messi and letting Yedlin lift the trophy. Like, how excited Messi was. He was like sprinting like he freaking won the World Cup again. Like this was a huge uh a huge thing. Oh, don't don't apologize, Jose, but have a great rest of your night. Yeah, thank you uh for sharing some of your wisdom here in the chat. But all in all, I think the League's Cup was a huge success. This tournament apparently was heavily watched in the Spanish speaking, the final even 1.6 million, I think on like Univision or something. And then you add in all the Apple subscribers that probably watch this. I mean, we, we probably have one of the most watched MLS games ever, even though it's not an MLS game, but it featured two MLS teams, not even a Mexican team in this final. And, uh, it delivered. I I thought this was a really fantastic match. I can't, I can't say enough about it. I'm really excited for leagues cup next year now. Yeah, and some of the, you know, I guess the benefits and, and reward of, of winning the tournament, uh, obviously the trophy. I think Messi's 44th, if I'm not mistaken, which is insane. <laughs> I got to imagine that his trophy case is really big. Um, but I, I rewards in the fact that Miami now qualifies for the 2024 Champions uh, League mm-hmm. uh, round of 16. And Inter-Miami gets to play in the first round because they were the runner-up. Or, sorry, did I say Inter-Miami? I meant Nashville. Inter-Miami gets the round of 16. Nashville automatically qualifies for the 24 um, Champions League. So there's a lot of benefits to this tournament, Jordan. And, uh, I mean, personally, like, watching it and watching it back and, and watching some of the highlights of the games that I missed, like, I would say I'd give this tournament, like, an 8 out of 10 to start because it was just so good. I think there's a couple things they'll tweak, but uh, again, I, I do, I really enjoyed it. I wish they would not have the, the group stage. I don't really like, I wish it was kind of a, a more traditional group stage. I don't really like the three team group stage and the point system, but, um, but man, I, I thought that the round of 16 or, or, you know, the, the final, I guess, final eight, um, gosh, there were some really good games. And the fact that, it would be cool. Like it does kind of suck that we can't go to the Mexican team homes because there, there's some of that. I think there's issues with some of the, the places that they would have to travel to. Um, but it it was cool that it, it happened on this stage. I think that going forward, um, teams are going to take this competition a lot more seriously. Um, there were some teams, I think, at the beginning that kind of in that group stage were okay with, let's see what we get out of the group stage. And if we do, then that's when we really start to ramp it up. But gosh, kudos to Miami. Um, brought Messi in and never looked back. <laughs> so that was a lot of fun. I love this tournament. I think it's a, it's got some really good potential um, going forward. One thing I would love to change is the group stage. If there's a way to yeah. get it where it's not three teams in a group yep. and it's like only two games for each team, like it needs to be four. It needs, it needs to, to be it needs to be changed five, somehow. Five. I don't know, and yeah. maybe that'll change as they add in more MLS clubs because we might get to a more even number, you know. But uh, so, something has to change with that because uh, I thought at points when we got to 
some teams being two games done already, it started to feel like it dragged a bit. And then you get to the round of 32 and then it was on fire again, right? Like it, it was kind of like that last week before the round of 32 where it was yep. like, we kind of know who's moving on. So let's, right. you know, let's get it over with. Um, but yeah, you brought up the CONCACAF champions cup, the new name for it. Um, Three spots were up for grabs. All three claimed by MLS clubs. Inter-Miami will qualify for their first ever Champions Cup. Nashville has made it in. I think that's their first time as well. And the Philadelphia Union beat Monterey, was it 3-0, to win the third place game, and that put them back in the Champions Cup next year. And like you said, Miami will go straight into a knockout or another round. Uh, I forget how they're redoing this whole. Yeah. Thing. Round of 16 for them. They go straight in the round of 16. So, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty good. Look, I, I understand that we had it in our home the whole time. Right. But the fact that all three of those spots went to American clubs or MLS clubs, I feel pretty darn good about. I, I think this was, that's massive. Yeah. This was a pretty big deal. And you see how much that that trophy win meant for Beckham and Messi. You mentioned Messi. He now has 44 trophies, which is the most ever in history for one player. Uh, So there you go, right? And he can add an open cup to that later this season as they play tomorrow night. And apparently, from what I saw from reports... Messi's going to start the U.S. Open semifinal. I was kind of thinking he would sit because they have a game on Saturday after this. <laughs> Logan, what's your thoughts on Messi potentially or will start versus uh, FC Cincinnati? Uh, yeah, I was shocked. Um, it actually, I was like on Google before and it popped up live and I was like, wait, what? And it said that Messi was going to start. And I was like, there's no way. Like, And Tata said, by the way, I want to add this. I just read this. That he is most likely to start every match he wants to beyond, beyond that. So if Messi wants to start, he's going to let him start. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't tell Leon Messi, no. Uh, not if the fans figure that out. That would be good. Um, but, yeah, no, I... I was I was shocked. I thought for sure he'd at least get a break here um, before they start playing MLS games again. Um, but no, they're going to go full into U.S. Open Cup semifinals, try to win that too. Jordan, imagine them winning this U.S. Open, sneaking into the playoffs, running at the MLS Cup. Like, gosh, I, I think it'd be one of the most historic like turnarounds for a club that's sitting in last place in the Eastern Conference, maybe in any sport ever. Like it, because it was funny because I was in Charleston this weekend, and my brother sees highlights because he watches a lot of ESPN, um, and obviously it's all messy all the time right now, and he's not a soccer fan at all. But he'll ask me like he's asked me a couple times where he's like, so like are they are they good now or are they gonna make a run of the playoffs? I was like, yeah, I mean it with the games they have lined up. I mean I I think it's it's possible it's doable. Um, We'll see what happens, but they got a couple games in hand that that they could win and ultimately surge up and be, I think, eight or nine points away from that last spot with ten games to go. Like, yeah, that's very doable in this league. So, uh, it's it's all wild to me. The fact that he's going to play all these games, the fact that they're just going to keep going. Gosh, this would be the most historic turnaround for a team ever. Yeah, you know, I was hanging out on the Philadelphia Union subreddit and stuff with my people, and um, <laughs> and uh, they were like, and "Now I get it. I we it was the game that they were playing against Miami, okay? So I get it. I can understand how much for fans that would suck that your team is being overshadowed." And there was all these people like, why are they talking so much about Miami? Or we get it, right? Like, stop sucking off Miami is what they were saying, right? On the comments and stuff. And they were like, what kind of point was that by 12 minutes? I was like, I don't even see what he said was wrong. Like, I actually commented. I don't know. Because I was like, they were complaining that he said about how they were at one point the worst team, that they were the worst team in the regular season and in this cup. They haven't been and that they made changes by bringing in Messi, Alba, Busquets, and Tata Martino. And I was like, I don't see what was so wrong about saying that. I was like, this is 
also target it to casuals, people that are just now watching that have no clue what Miami was like beforehand. It's not just Messi yeah. that came in. Yeah. It's not just Busquets and Alba. It's Tata Martino came in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tata Martino came in and changed this thing, right? Like he is playing to his team's strength. Uh, so it's not just a player. They're like, well, yeah, but anybody would think that if you put Messi in a mediocre league, it would make them better. And I'm like, yeah, it would make them better. But like, it doesn't mean that they're going to be running away with a tournament the way they were. I mean, they made the union look silly out there. Part of that was Blake's performance that day. So it was the formation, right? Like it's different things, but also it's part of it's the other team. Part of it is the way Miami is playing. So I think sometimes we think like, because we're, we are steeped in it that everybody is, but some of this commentary of course is aimed towards casuals or first time watchers. So they know the first time watcher is there to watch because of number 10, right? Uh, so they're, they're going to explain how that relates to the situation at hand. So I just thought that was a kind of a weird complaint, but whatever. Um, I just, you know, it's just so weird the way people have been, a, been about this. I saw some people putting out, you know, how this was all fixed, you know, um, I'm sure. I also some people upset that Dax posted a picture of like him holding Messi's jersey at home and said it wasn't a complete loss because he swapped jerseys with Messi. And people were like, look how embarrassing this is. I was like, look, he's a human too. He's a soccer fan as well. I'm sure he enjoys having Messi's jersey, but he said it wasn't a complete loss, meaning that there was one upside which was the swap. Obviously he wanted to win and it's not like Nashville totally laid an egg. They played their heart out and went to penalties. So, uh, yeah, but anyway, um, when 12 and said that, did, did they suspend him for a week without pay? Cause he was talking negatively <laughs> about inner Miami. Was that? No, no, that? no, that's, oh, uh, that's okay, only good. for Orioles. Uh, announcers. <laughs> that's good. I'm glad. Um, yeah, but yeah, so apparently Messi is going to start Wednesday and probably start Saturday. I would assume probably start every single game the rest of the season if he wants. Um, also they do think he's going to be called up by Argentina this month, which means he might miss, uh, maybe some MLS action. Uh, if that's the case, that might be what keeps Miami from making the playoffs. But mathematically, they can make it. Uh, they they can make it in the league I was talking about last week. There is, like, no reason they can't. They have two games in hand. They should actually have... Uh, they might have three of some teams because they didn't play this week. Uh, but they probably have, like, two or three games in hand. And, you know, if they're playing the way that they've been playing since League's Cup, I mean, watch out, like you said. Uh, some big news happened over the weekend. Uh, Portland had a humiliating loss to Houston. And Monday, they announced they've parted ways with head coach Giovanni, uh, Giovanni Savarese. Did we have him on our hot seats recently? I thought we did, but I don't recall. Yeah. Yes, because we talked about um, we talked about all of them because for a while there, they'd all struggled um, in the in uh, Cascadia because we were like, which one's going to be first? I remember the conversation because we were like, is it going to be Schmetzer who Seattle was playing better and now is kind of, eh. um, we had, we definitely had, um, Vanny Sartini, like really in deep. Um, but it was like the whole, I think Jordan, we went down like the whole, uh, Western conference and we're like, this person's in trouble. This person's in trouble. This person's in trouble. Um, because it was the time that we were talking about Vermees too. So yeah, like we've talked about, I mean, and again, you can look at the Western Conference, man. Like there's a lot of teams like Vanny, Sar uh, Vanny Sartini. I could see if Vancouver doesn't play well. Uh, Adrian Heath will be in Minnesota forever. Um, <laughs> Peter Vermees, trouble brewing. and But again, like, I guess, I don't know, that he's still kind of in that hot water. 
uh, Greg Vanny, like there's no chance that he stays. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think there's a lot of teams in the Western Conference, Jordan, that could uh, be without a coach. Uh, I am. It is weird uh, that to, to not see Gio around anymore, but I'm assuming he'll land with another club because I think he's he's a good coach. I just don't think that there's any kind of personnel behind him anymore. So, yeah, uh, it was. It kind of took me for a surprise, but really, when you look at the numbers, it really shouldn't, right? Like, I mean, negative 12 goal differential. That's on par with L.A. and just a little bit better than Colorado. And they're now third bottom of the West. So they haven't been playing well recently. Uh, You know, they're still only five points off a playoff spot, but I, I think at this point... Again, we kind of question, like, how much goodwill does getting an MLS Cup help you out? How long do you get with that, right? And it seems like what well, we saw that with Caleb Porter and, and Columbus a couple years ago, right? Like, or was it this year? I don't even remember. It was last year or the year before that they moved on from, from Caleb Porter, right? Yeah, because it was last year because Nancy just took over. Oops. Uh, Wolf for Nancy just took over. So... It's those questions of like, how long ago had, well, how long ago was Portland? It's 2018. It's five years. You know, I think that's enough time to be like, well, you had time to build off of it. And we never really played well enough. They, since they won, uh, MLS is back. Jordan. Oh, true. 2020. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> how dare you throw that's MLS true. back under the bus? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's my first, it's like my introduction in MLS. I remember watching that and covering it with you. Yeah, yeah, that was a uh, that is interesting that you because I, I totally forgot about MLS's back as it did most people I think. Um, how yeah, do you everyone. rank those trophies, Logan? I asked this at the end of the last podcast. I asked fans, "What do you rank your trophies?" All right, so <laughs> you can add MLS's back if you want to, but out of what you can win, like right now, League's Cup, MLS Cup. Open Cup, Champions Cup, Supporter Shield. What's more important to you? What's least important to you? Oh, man, that's tough. Oh. I feel like people are going to be like, especially if you're listening to this, you're not. Uh, well, I don't know why you would be listening to this. You're not an MLS fan. Um, but maybe you are. Uh, or you're new. Um, I mean, I personally think MLS Cup would be number one still for me. And then I would say Champions League, only because we won it now. It's it's less rare for us to win it. Um, people are gonna be like Champions League is better, but I, I don't know. I, I put a lot of stock into MLS Cup, um, so I'm gonna MLS Cup, and I'm gonna go Champions Cup, or I guess that's what they're calling it now. Um, and then we'll do Supporter Shield. I would say League's Cup now over. U.S. Open Cup, then MLS mm-hmm. is back. Only because League's Cup's beating another team of country. So where's su- country sorry, teams. where was Supporter Shield? Supporter Shield was third underneath uh, MLS Cup, Champions Cup, Supporter okay. Shield. So what I, I, I just don't what I said Supporter last Shield, week. Like, eh. What I said last week was Champions Cup, MLS Cup, League's Cup. Open Cup Supporter Shield is what I put. And I put Supporter Shield at the bottom because I felt like I felt like it's it's great sometimes to be the like, woo, we we were the best team of the season and whatever. But I think I'd rather win an actual cup, like an actual tournament that you get to have a final and prove that you can win the big game. Because as I've seen with the Union so far, it's that proof of needing to win the big game that they haven't done. And their only trophy is a supporter shield from a shortened season in 2020 where they only played the same six teams or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was – that. that is how I rank them right now. Like, uh, especially because it's not a balanced schedule in MLS. So, I have supporter shield down. I mean, of course, I want to win every trophy, right? Like, that – I'll take whatever trophy we, we can get. Um as a fan of a club or whatever, but I think, I think champions cup 
is number one because it's the big one of the region. You get to go to the, the Club World Cup, but also MLS Cup has got to be number two because that's the big one, right? Like that's the one that we judge success on in this league. And when we look at Savarese and I say, you know, Savarese and I'm like, he hasn't won something in five years. Like he hasn't won MLS Cup in five years. That's a that's a big thing. You know, we don't really count the, I guess, the West, Western Conference trophy or the Eastern Conference trophy, right? Um, that's interesting. I'll have to see. Let me let me check to see how many uh, they they have trophies if I'm missing one or something. Um, MLS is back, like like you had said, Logan. And then they also had. Oh yeah, so they've been Western Conference champs in 2015, 2018, 2021. That's right. They reached the final in 2021, and they lost. Um. Oh my God, no! So they they actually were runners up in 2018. That's right. Because 2018 was when they lost to Atlanta. So I, I'm still doing my math wrong here. Uh, so 2015 is when Portland won their only MLS Cup. I should have known that too because 2015 is actually when I I was visiting Joy and I was at her uh, apartment on that day watching the game and then driving home listening to it on the radio the the rest of the day. But uh Geez, so who was their manager was Caleb Porter then? So Savarisi only won the MLS's back and got them to uh two MLS Cup finals. So it's understandable that, that, that I mean they were really regressing from being look, 2018 in a final, 2020 winning MLS's back, 2021 reaching a final, and then now you're third bottom of the West. I think that's appropriate time to move on. But here's one that I always, I'm always interested in as a sports fan. Um, when somebody, okay, so like 2020 wins MLS is back, which is makeshift tournament um, in crazy circumstances. Um, but to have him in two MLS Cup finals, like he's obviously still a good coach, and that's always interesting to me. I know the message is probably lost, and that's where the firing happens. Is when 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 a coach loses the respect of a locker room, like yeah, but like there's so many teams out there that uh, could use him. I imagine he won't be unemployed long, but it is interesting to me just because it's like, you know, you have a good manager in him. He obviously knows how to coach and, and manage in this league, but because you put together a couple of spells of bad years, I think that there's some. I think there's some anxiety and some fear with that as an owner, as a, as a GM, I think you, you kind of go introspective and you're like, Oh my gosh, like people are going to think I'm doing a bad job if I just let this guy continue. But you also know he's, he's a good coach. Like there's no denying that. So it's always interesting to me when, when they go that kind of deep, uh, they've taken this team and they just can't get over the hump. I honestly would say it's been more of the personnel that he's been given. Like, I'd say he's had an aging roster for the last two or three years. Injury Just riddled roster at times That's true. too. Yes. You know? Extremely yeah. Gimme, like mm-hmm. you had him, Claudio, like you had or Claudio. <laughs> I always want to call him that. Um the other Bravo. Um and then you have uh why am I I'm blanking. Blanco was out for a bit. Yes, Bla- uh, Blanco was gone. Um Diego Valeri was hurt, mm-hmm. so I know I was blanking on that name. I wanted I wanted to say another name and that would have been offensive to the Portland Timbers. So it's about to say Nico Ladero. Uh, <laughs> I get him mixed up. Yeah, so I mean that's that's crazy to think. I th- I could have sworn Savarese had won an MLS Cup. There you go, I was wrong. Um But now that I read it, I'm like, oh yeah, that that is that is right. You know what? I was probably thinking MLS is back as a legitimate cup. It's probably what I was thinking. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they had a good run there. 2018, 2020, 2021, you know, of being in finals and winning one of them, but look, it's two years later, they're third bottom. I keep seeing people say Josh Wolf should be next. You do know Austin's in seventh place right now, right? (laughs) 
for everybody saying that. I mean, that's not it's not a great position. It's not terrible. Uh, I do assume Wolf will probably be out at the end of the season, though, so that way they can have their new director of football actually make their own hire. Is what my guess would be, but uh, we'll see. Uh, okay, Revolution goalkeeper Jordi Petrovic Logan is apparently tied to going to Chelsea. Uh, apparently, between seventeen and twenty million if the deal is completed. Um, he's twenty three years old, Petrovic, and remember he just got here in April of twenty twenty two. He was kind of holding out in training the other day. Uh, before one of their big matches that they did win, and then he started the next game and they lost. But Petrovic looking to move on to Chelsea after he came over for $1 million, and Revolution might get 17 to 20 for him. That's <laughs> talk about bang for your buck. Yeah, this situation's weird. Um, and only because of the circumstances it's happening in. Like, we still haven't gotten any transparency from the Bruce Arena suspension and what's going on there. Um, they're in second place. That's wild to me, Jordan, just because they've snuck up into that position. Like, uh, I mean, in the night, snuck up there. So, it, it, this is all... You know what, Jordan? You know why Bruce was suspended? He told he called, he called Petrovic a gold digger, didn't he? He was like, you just want money. And they were like, yeah, Bruce, you're suspended. No. I don't know what it was, but um, we still don't. He's still loss. on leave. We yeah. don't have no clue. Nobody knows. Did you see uh, there was a source that texted him Monday? What's today? Tuesday. So yesterday texted him and said, is there anything that you can tell us? Texted Bruce. Bruce said, no, there's nothing I can tell you at this point. Hmm. It's very weird. Like, I, and and this is part of the problem I have with MLS. This is most of the problem I have with MLS. You can't be taken seriously as a league if you're not letting that kind of stuff out as to why what's going on. Like this should be a hundred percent told to the to the fans. Like not specifics, but there's nothing. Like there's no trail. There's no the team hasn't said. It. Like sometimes the players will leak stuff. Like there's nothing. It's so confusing to me. Like this is such a confusing. But again, it, it's it's part of that, I think, transparent. And I know you don't want to go out there and like, oh, yeah, he, he used a racial slur or whatever it was. Um, but to be on administrative leave, he had to do something bad. Like, so bad that they have to take him off the field. Well, like, they're they're like, well I, I don't even know if we know he did something, but they're investigating. I guess, like, we, yeah. don't, we don't even know. Yeah. I mean, I've seen so many of his former players come out and say like, Bruce is the nicest guy. He would never, you know, right. like he cares about people as a whole. He would never say something like that. So, and, and Kaylin Kyle had to come out and say that it, that she was wrong about yep. what she had quoted. She didn't actually know. And she said it was racial. So maybe it wasn't then. Right. Like I, I just either tell us or I don't know how long should this take? There's got to be witnesses yeah. or recordings of it, right? right? Like there has to be some way that you can tell us, uh, you know, you have to be able to figure it out. I mean, this isn't a Wander Franco situation where they have to really dig no. into stuff uh, <laughs> and go through a legal channel, right? So like there has to be some something. Be many people had to see this or something. Uh, but yeah, Petrovic uh, going to Chelsea I don't know how much time he'll get there. Chelsea did just move Keppa and Benjamin Mendy uh, or well, Edward I mean, Mendy, not too, Benjamin Mendy, so. Edward Mendy. So, and they have Gaga. That's right. Um, so who knows, right? Uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. All right. So where we currently sit on the conference standings here, Cincinnati, uh, first place in the East, 51 points. New England, 43 points. Philly, 40. Orlando, 40. Columbus, 39. Nashville, 38. Atlanta, 38. Montreal, 32. Chicago, 32. Under the playoff spots, we have D.C. with 30. And they moved on from Taxi Fountas. That investigation was quick. Uh, New York Red Bulls, 29. Charlotte, 26. NYCFC, 26. Toronto 19, Miami 11. Hey, guess what? Seems like firing Bob Bradley did not automatically turn around Toronto's season at all. 
<laughs> uh, they still suck. So I don't think it was a Bradley issue at all. Over in the West, St. Louis, 44 points, LAFC, 37. Uh, their game got moved to tomorrow because of the uh, hurricane. RSL, 37. Uh, Seattle, 36. San Jose, 35. Houston, 32. Austin, 32. Vancouver, 31. Minnesota, 31. Dallas, who I had pretty high on my projections here at 30 points with 10 in 10th place. Uh, SKC in 11th with 26, Portland with 26, LA Galaxy 22, Colorado 19. And I would assume if LA Galaxy cannot get it together at the end of the season, Greg Vanny uh, will be gone. Right? That just kind of feels like how that's probably going to go. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see any way that it's not going to happen. They're going to be in total rebuild. Pre- I don't know. they got to figure something out. Uh, supporter shield standing Cincinnati with 51 St. Louis with 44, uh, 44 revs with 30, 43 and Philly with 40 Orlando with 40. So that's your top five. Logan, I saw some union fans saying, Hey, we got a game in hand that put us only nine, eight points back or something of Cincinnati. What teams actually have a real chance of winning the supporter shield outside of Cincinnati. Do you, do you see any there? <sighs> no, I like seven points. How many games have they played? They played 24. So they've got 10 left. Uh, no, I don't know. They, uh, seven points. And again, I, <laughs> I go back to my man city days uh, when they are playing well and you get that seven point gap. That's, that's three games technically. Like, it like yes, obviously the math you could you could win two and draw one and be even with them, but like realistically, you'd have to do you'd have to win three games more than Cincinnati wins over the next. So it just it doesn't feel like that's going to be possible. Um, Cincinnati, man, they just it's like once you think you could get back in with them, they they just expand their lead even more. So it, I don't know. I, I just feel like even with the games in hand, you could get 46 from uh, New England, but I think this whole Bruce thing is going to be distracting. Whatever's going on. Petrovic is going to be gone, right? Like yeah. that's going to be yeah. tough if they can't immediately replace right. his level. Um, yeah. Which is Union like fans one of the best. Ears. Yeah. Union fans close your ears. I don't think this is your year. <laughs> it's not going. It's just too, it's too up and down. Uh, it's too much of this. And I think there's just pieces now missing that they need. I'd rather, um, I'd rather, sometimes this is what happens too, right? You win the league on the year. You're not the best, right? True. Like, like we've seen it in baseball. We've yeah. seen it in see football, in, right? See in basketball now too. Yeah. Like we see it in football. Ravens went 14 and, went Ravens went 14 and two <laughs> in 2019 and lost in the first yeah. round. The Patriots went undefeated and lost in the Super Bowl. Sometimes that's not yep. the year. Then the Giants oh, the were like 500. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, a, a worse Patriots team can get to the final and win. Uh, same thing with this, right? Like you'll have a team that could look LAFC had won the supporter shield last year. They were one step away, a couple seconds away from the union winning the, the cup, right? It was a Gareth Bale header late in the game that, that changed it. While, uh, so it's not like a guarantee just because you're good. So I would rather take, let's not focus on the supporter shield. If I'm the union, I'm like, let's just try to get in a good spot table wise that we can hopefully, uh, you know, make a run in the playoffs and people will say, but you want home field advantage. That didn't matter worth a crap against Messi out there. Uh, right. So, Yes, th th we probably would have won the cup last year if it was at home instead of LAFC. But you can't say that for certain. Uh, we almost won at LAFC, right? So I mean, like it doesn't it doesn't always compute that way. So you're you're not always gonna win it when you're the home field advantage. You're not always going to win it when you're the best team in the league. So I say let Cincinnati have it. What are the chances Cincinnati? Nice shirt, by the way. Are going to uh, go ahead and win both of those things, right? Like, not very likely. 
could be possible, but I think usually only the best teams really do that. Like record breaking teams usually do that, which I don't think Cincinnati is. No, I think you're right. Um, they're good defensively. Uh, they're not one of the. Like you look at the, they're a legit the contender, goals. though. I will say that. Yeah. I'm not saying like I'm not they crapping are. on them. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> they are. Um, like I, I think I think if you have betting odds up, I think they would be one or two. I'd guarantee you that Vegas would give the line to LAFC, um, just from past experience with other sports that come out of LA that uh, for some reason get heavier odds. Um, but Jordan, I guess. I guess I can pitch a question to you as far as like, so now we're back, right? We're in this final stretch of 10 games ish for most teams, nine games. Um, who do you see as maybe like a, an emerging threat? Like, is there, let's, I guess don't go with Miami. Cause I, that's very far. It, it, the odds are how very about, how about, against do Miami. you want me to pick a team that's in a playoff spot as a contender? Yeah. Is that what you want to do for, to win, yes. to win, Supporters to win it all. Or win- no, 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 no. To win MLS Cup. Like if you had, because we're getting now into that sweet spot where like the next five games is when you really have to turn around because that's playoff implications. But like once you get down to like six games left, like that's the momentum you're taking into the playoffs, right? Yeah, we're, we're going to have a lot of stuff shake out in these next 10 games because yeah, cool. uh, we need to know like – decision day is probably going to come down to maybe like three teams, each conference. It's not going to be all of them. So the top half is going to be pretty sealed soon. I love the way, even though Nashville's in six, I love the way they played in leagues cup. If they can bring that energy to the MLS cup playoffs, I think that there's a chance that they can, they can win it all. I would also say, I really like the way the crew play. Uh, though sometimes they're very hot and cold. But I think if they get hot in the playoffs, then watch out for the crew, right? Like, that is something I would say. I'm worried about New England after losing Petrovic and not having a manager, really. So I can't really give it to them. The Union, I feel like, have been very hot and cold at times. Uh, I think they have a chance if they play to their strengths, but I feel like Curtin's kind of doing this pep thing where he'll kind of tinker with something in, in, in the worst time. So I'm kind of worried about that. Orlando, I don't see as legitimate. Sorry, Logan. I just, I can't. I, I no, can't I don't see either. It. They'll choke under pressure. It happens all the time. Don't, don't blame So them. in the East, I would say <laughs> I'm at Columbus and Nashville, if it's not Cincy. I really like your Columbus shout, because if you look at their goal differential, it's 15 plus 15. They get up 33 goals, which if you look at the goals allowed, it's not that, like, it's not great. Um, it's not really good. But if they figure out how to play defensively, Jordan, and they can sneak into a home field advantage kind of thing, they score goals out the ears. 48 goals. That's insane. The cat's attacking me if you're watching on the video. That's great. Um, But the fact that the crew have 48 goals, if you had to tell me, Jordan, the top two teams and goals scored (laughs) this year, and it came out as – sorry, my cat's like – mauling me um but yeah no if you had to pick right teams i don't think many people had uh on their bingo card columbus crew and st louis uh leading the charge as far as goals scored this year so i'm excited about that um eastern conference nashville columbus crew um if i'm looking at the western conference like i really do think the western conference is the weak side this year like i really do think that the all the contenders pretty much are Eastern Conference, unless you're talking about St. Louis and maybe LA, or sorry, St. Louis or the LAFC and maybe St. Louis. And I know people go, well, St. Louis is first place in the West. I'm, I'm still. I can't see the them. I can't see them winning the whole thing, right? I like, either. I think they've had a really great first season. I don't I think, think so. that's a bad thing. Right. Like, I don't think if they lose round one, even it's a bad thing. This is their first year. <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be tough. They didn't impress in leagues cup. If I'm looking at the West, <laughs> I kind of like Houston. If they get hot, honestly, they play, they'll have these games where they win like four nil and you're like, what? <laughs> and then they'll lose. Right. But I, I kind of like, I kind of like Houston in that regard, but I would even say, Man, it's amazing. RSL's in third. I, 
if I'm picking a West contender, that's not St. Louis. If we're kind of following the same theme of not picking the team that's on top right now, obviously LAFC is an option. Uh, but look, I might go, I might go really bold here and say, I really like Houston. I wouldn't be shocked if they make a run. They may not win at all, but I wouldn't be shocked if they make a run. There's still time for them to totally suck, though. <laughs> I mean, they can drop out of the playoff spot. They're only two points up, but they're in sixth place. Uh, I just kind of like the way that they've played uh, sometimes. I'm looking at XG um, uh, and uh, XGD, which is expected goal differential, too. And I don't know if I've ever seen anything quite like what Seattle's done either. 29 goals scored this year. Their XG is 38.4. Their expected goal differential would have been 13.7. They've only scored 29 goals. Like, they defend well. Like, they're easily one of the best defenses in the league. But the fact that they are so low in goal scoring is shocking to me with the roster they have. But, again, people probably shout the rooftops because we don't include them in the conversation. But if you're not scoring goals, you're not going to win. You only have 29 goals. It's not a lot. Um, it's kind of worrisome. Like those are those kind of, it, it, again, it's the same thing Orlando city struggles with. Like they just don't score like they need to, to contend. So I guess I didn't realize this either though, but St. Louis has 49 goals. That's pretty yeah. good. 19 goal differential. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I just, that would be a miracle run in, uh, uh, for the first time since Chicago that a first-year team would win it all? Did LAFC not win in the first? No, they just won it last year for the first time. Oh, duh. Um, Why do I think there was a team out there that just recently? Atlanta was their second year because they were 2018. They were they started That's in 2017. Uh, Chicago yeah, won it in 98. Right. I think that's the last yeah, time. I think you're right. So... They, they could do it with the way that, I mean, look, their goal differential is the best in all of Major League Soccer. So I don't want to sell them short. I just think I'm probably limiting them a bit because it's their first ever year. Like, I think sometimes you just need the experience. But, man, I, I, I think also the, the issue is that they've had eight losses is what I'm looking at, which is more than some of those teams below them. Uh, they just don't draw a lot, which and if they did, they would be kind of on par with like a Cincinnati or something. Yeah, shoot. I didn't notice that. You think you grab a couple draw. Yeah, you're right. They're up there with Supporter Shield. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. Uh, okay, so I guess we can kind of wrap it up. It's great to talk the league again. We're back. You know, we're back, baby. <laughs> we are back. Here's our schedule coming up. Cincinnati hosting Miami at TQL uh, for the Open Cup. Houston hosting RSL at 9.30 for the Open Cup. And then we have LAFC in Colorado, a makeup from Sunday because of the the big uh, hurricane that hit the West Coast. Um, Saturday, we have Atlanta, Nashville. That's free at 7.30 on Apple TV. Charlotte and LAFC are also at 7.30. Uh, Cincinnati, New York City, Columbus, Toronto, D.C., Philly. Now that's free on Apple TV. Montreal and New England is free as well. New York and Miami, uh, Orlando, St. Louis. Those are all 730 matches on Saturday. 830, Dallas and Austin. That's free. Uh, SKC and San Jose is free. Then at 9.30, we have Salt Lake versus Houston after they just play each other in the Open Cup. They get to face each other in this regular season. LA, Galaxy, and Chicago at 10.30, and Portland, Vancouver at 10.30. So uh, there you go with that. And then Minnesota, Seattle is on Sunday at 4.30. That's free and also on Fox. Big Fox. Main Fox. Anything else before we... uh before we wrap it up no i don't think so i'm glad i'm glad to be back in the least play final stretch yeah we final. get the final stretch and then we get another games. tournament 
Yeah. <laughs> right. So, no, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be really uh, – playoffs will be really fun this year, I think. Um, I know a lot of teams get in it. But once we narrow it down, man, this – this year could be magical. I'm hoping. I'm hoping for a Miami run. I really am. I think it'd be a lot of fun to watch, see what they could do. Maybe they could sneak in, and then playoffs would be off the charts if he got in it. Yeah, yeah, that'd be. Uh... Um, yeah, that'd be great. Uh, let's. I'm really excited. I love talking about all of this kind of stuff. Uh... <laughs> as we get back in the league play and just theorizing even like just us theorizing right then on who we think even has a shot at some of this stuff, I think is fun because look, sometimes it's hard to do analysis on this because a random team is just going <laughs> to win it anyway. Sometimes, you know, like last year we had the two best teams in MLS. I don't think that's happening this year. Like, I don't think we're getting Cincy St. Louis, uh, which by the way, would be a hell of a final with, that region, right? Like right in the center of <laughs> yeah. America. I kind of right like that. Yeah. But yeah, it's rare that it happens like that. Um, yeah. But uh, go ahead and follow us or leave us messages uh, at uh, uh, at Stateside Show on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, email, stateside show, gmail.com. And we will catch you all next time.